All right, Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights. And I am your host, as always, Derek Wills. Uh, today is going to be a very interesting show. I hope that it's eye-opening because it is incredibly uh, important. It is, it is going to cover a very important topic that we need to discuss uh, before, first, before we get into all that, I want to thank our sponsor here at Lone Star Gun Talk, and that is Provident Metals. If you are a uh, somebody who is concerned with the fiat currency that we have, the Federal Reserve constantly, arbitrarily keeping interest rates low and manipulating the free market and the value of our dollar continuing to decrease each and every year, then maybe you should look at Precious Metals. Provident Metals is an online bullion dealer based right here in the Lone Star State, and they are offering exclusive discounts on select bullion items to our listeners. If you go to providentmetals.com slash guntalk.html, you can see the full list of uh, the products that are specially discounted for our listeners and enter the promo code GUNTALK at checkout to get 10% off your order. In addition to all of that, they are also having a major sale right now on the 2018 American Silver Eagle coin. These are minted every year by the U.S. Mint and they are one of the premium bullion items out there in the silver market. The obverse features the iconic design by Adolf Weinman of Lady Liberty walking towards a rising sun, her shoulders wrapped in the American flag as she holds the laurel branches in her arm. The classic design is paired with the inscriptions Liberty and In God We Trust, along with the year of issue. The reverse features the iconic uh, shield and eagle designed by John Mercanti. Uh, the bald eagle with outstretched wing carries the banner and is in his beak that reads E Pluribus Unum. The striped shield rests in front with a great bird, while the 13 stars representative of the original 13 colonies sits above his head. Like I said, this is one of the premium bullion items that you can get, and right now, uh, Provident Metals is having up to 37% off of the premium, uh, as little as $2.25 over spot. So go to ProvidentMetals.com and check that out. Also be sure to, sure to check out the select bullion items that are discounted for our listeners. Again, that's ProvidentMetals.com and check them out today. All right, so usually we are hyper-focused on issues here in Texas and well, basically because we're a grassroots Texas gun organization, that makes sense. But you know, there are some other things going on nationally that we bring into uh, to talk about. And also, we kind of touch on things going on in other states. And this issue in particular, I felt was very important because, especially whenever you consider the recent election results here in Texas and how, how narrowly uh, a lot of Republicans won and how many Republican seats were lost. Like I, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, in Harris County, where Houston is, the Harris County Republican Party lost every single seat that they held in that county. All of the judgeships, all of the state reps, gone. And so if you think that this can't happen here in Texas, you're dead wrong. And that's why I think it is important to talk about this. And what we're talking about is what's going on in Washington State with Initiative 1639. I've briefly touched on it uh, in the past, just kind of going off what's on the news reports but the more I've been looking into this, the more I see just some shadiness going on from the anti-gun left that has just been out of this world crazy. Like, they are they are using antics that we have never seen before. 
and doing old antics in an entirely new way. Um, we have a, a follower of ours who reached out to us on, on Messenger, and he's got a lot of insight in this because uh, he happens to live in Washington State, uh, and that's uh, James Burnett. James, welcome to Lone Star Gun Talk. Hey, it's great to be here. I'm so glad to have an opportunity to get some um, some uh, the, the voice out and some information about this out. And actually, as much as you guys might you know think you're in another state way over there and either A, can't help, or B, um, you know, that it's outside of your field of fire, you know, pardon the pun there. Um, it actually is not. Um, the, the help that we need can actually be given by Texans. I'm kind of asking our, you know, Texans who, you know, at least half of which um, are, you know, the, the Republican half are, you know, used to be the the, the holy land of gun support. Um, I'm asking you guys for help. Uh, for us here in Washington, maybe we can extend the favor because like you were saying earlier, that can happen in Texas, but more importantly, the, the organization that does, does this functions nationally. So when I tell you about what they did here, be aware because they're coming for you in your state next. And it worked here. And if you'd asked me six months ago, could this work here? I would have I laughed at you. I would have said, no way, because for as much as Washington is a little bit on the Democrat side, they, at least up until now, have been incredibly programmed to the point that I always made the joke. I said, you know, as far as economy goes being a little democrat but when it comes to guns we might as well be texas that's what i used to say about washington state used to so you know you let me know when uh when you want me to start i'll try and summarize a little bit of what we went over earlier to, to kind of shorten it but uh you let you give me the 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 go ahead when you want the the rundown and then you know the there's there's a lot of a lot of ways to solve this this can be repealed but like I want to go into like I, I've got two main points, what happened and how it got started and then, you know, what we can do now. And when I go into like the response I've gotten from gun supporters, I think you're going to find an interesting reaction. OK, um, well, let's let's yeah. start from the beginning. How did this petition get started to get this initiative? Uh, actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's get into what the actual initiative does, because I think that's very important. What does Initiative 1639 do? Okay, so it takes what used to be one of the most open and free states for, for gun rights, you know, probably in, in the United States. I mean, not the most, but very, very close. Washington used to have what I used to love, that it had very, very good open and free gun rights. And um, it took those, and now we are one of the strictest. Like, we're right behind probably um, uh, California and New York. And you know how this goes. You know, um, anybody that's listening that's from another state you know that we we all come from states that that have varying degrees of either gun freedom or gun infringement and if you are have been in one with gun infringement for any number of years you'll know that it always starts with a few laws and then goes from there until eventually it's like you know Erie County New York where it's 2 years to get a a, a concealed permit if you can even get one and the like likelihood of that is very very slim so here um what we have now is versus virtually free open gun ownership before now you have i mean i don't know where to start the list is long it's a 30 page initiative that is wor poorly worded and open-endedly worded meaning it gives authority that is undefined which is the worst kind of course so for starter you know i mean they arbitrarily i mean for for one one of the worst ones is um now when you purchase a gun um this is kind of the middle of the list but it's uh, it's one i like to point out first um, under this initiative, which goes into effect in January or June of next year, 
um, HIPAA laws for, for medical confidentiality are completely out the window. You have to physically sign a waiver that waives those rights to, along with, so this is another part of the list, along with your signed by hand in triplicate by the local sheriff or police department permission for you and, and acknowledgement of your eligibility to own a firearm. So that has to come straight from your local sheriff and it has to be signed by the local sheriff in addition to your background check, in addition to all the other paperwork you've got to fill out. In addition to that, you now sign a waiver for, for your HIPAA rights under, under medical confidentiality rules that should be federal um, to for them to delve into all of your medical records. And, and on the leftist side that, are, that promoted this, or at least don't know what they're talking about, they're like, oh, what's the big deal? It sounds like a mental health test. This is not limited to mental health. If they can find any reason, now, now for the record, I really want to give a big hand to Washington law enforcement because they have almost unanimously rejected this initiative. Some of them have gone so far as to publicly denounce it and even more so publicly state that they will not enforce it. We have but, uh, we have actually seen a couple of those and, and props to them. Uh, I yeah. didn't know how widespread it was. I've only seen, uh, I think, one video of a sheriff in Washington saying that it's a blatant infringement and he's not going to support it, but you're telling me it's multiple? Yeah, there, there's more than one, and that's great, but, you know, when it's not on the books, you know, I mean, you know, new sheriffs can be elected, and, you know, just like um, Texas, um, a lot of Washington has a, a huge influx of uh, California and Portland liberals that are actively trying to take over the legislature, So, and, and it's working. And now, so that that can change when it's open ended, but they they can look just just to fill, finish up real quick. They can look into your medical records, and it has nothing to do with mental health. Right. If they arbitrarily decide that you are physically or mentally incapable of locking up and securing your firearm. You no longer have the ability to purchase a firearm. So Period. this waiver for HIPAA, this is at the point of sale. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge. Now, uh, uh, I've I've gone over this again and again and again. I. Um, before the election, I mean, I was on for days on end uh, arguing against this and, you know, delving into like the fine print. It's really difficult to narrow down what authority this one has for sure and to keep keep track of it all because it's so long um, and so open and it's deliberately worded that way. This is something that that this gun organization, I don't think they intended for it to ever pass. They throw these things out like they're seeding a, a field. And the ones that take root, they focus on. And this one, just as a shocking surprise, took root. And it was because it was deceptively worded. And then we're kind of bouncing around a little more than I uh, – that's my fault. No, no, I, I, you're, you're fine. What are some of the other uh, just gross infringements besides the HIPAA thing, which I didn't know about, honestly? Uh, I hadn't read that in any other reports that you were have to sign a HIPAA waiver and just get rid of all of your doctor-patient confidentiality at the point of sale. That's that's incredible to me. I can't I cannot believe that that is actually what's going to happen. But uh, what are some of the other finer points of this wonderful initiative that I'm hearing about? Well, yeah, yeah. In addition to that, I mean, I mean, really, and who is a sheriff to look at a doctor's notes and and tell whether you're 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 capable for one? I mean, it's not reviewed by a doctor. It's reviewed by a sheriff, and sheriffs are highly trained in law enforcement. But, you know, not not in medical field. But uh, in addition to that, um, something Washington never had that I've only seen in uh, draconian gun law in New York is, um, you know, in California um, is uh, now there's mandatory training, which we all know will be extended and 
become more expensive the next initiative that they pass, which will inevitably come. Um, but uh, mandatory, mandatory firearm training every five years has to be renewed every five years, and you have to have proof of it to make a purchase along with uh, a triplicate, not just one copy, mind you, but three copies of your signed permission from your local sheriff, proving that your local sheriff has done a, another background check in addition to the one that you make when you purchase your firearm and also violated your, your HIPAA rights and delved into your medical records to make sure that you're whatever quote unquote, you know, capable of, of managing a firearm is. I'm not sure. I, I have it on my phone, but I'm talking on my phone right now. I have all the fine print and I'll give you all the links to everything you'll need. But um, in addition to that, there's now a mandatory 10-day mandatory wait, waiting period where that stood before, but if you had your carry permit, you didn't have to wait. Now you've got to wait anyway. That's like, oh, well, a lot of people are like, well, no big deal. Okay, which, you know, to me, that's, you know, any infringement is infringement, period, the end. But moving on from there, it gets worse. It's a complete and total ban on any firearm ownership that's semi-automatic to anyone between 18 and 21. So if you're 20, 20 or 19 or almost turning 21 and you've got a family, tough luck for you. Your your house is unsafe. You can't buy any, any semi-automatic. Anything that's not single shot, uh, bolt action, pretty much you, you can buy a musket, but that's about it. Does and, this account for uh, handguns or is this just long guns? Well, see, we already had a, a before this. We had a, no one under twenty-one could have a handgun in Washington already. So it, that aspect doesn't change. But now you can't even buy like a little twenty-two, you know, you know a little twenty-two rifle. You can't have anything, any nothing, nothing semi-automatic if you're under twenty-one. Wow. So you know, yeah, you know, which which is a big infringement. And then you've got in addition to that, you've got the waiting periods, and the list goes on. And, I, and I'm sorry if I uh, if I'm having trouble. I could normally uh, just spout every one of these facts off, but well, I told you earlier that I had a, a bunch of stuff to do on my schedule. I ended up getting sucked into this very argument. I'm a little mentally fatigued because I've been arguing with gun grabbers all day. So <laughs> it's amazing how exhausting they are. I uh, know, yeah. Um, but well, um, you don't have to oh, worry ahead. about how detailed you get. You can go as detailed as you want. So you know, no pressure here. It's it's you're in a safe space, okay? Okay. <laughs> well, you see. The last, you know, I'm glad you said, thanks for saying that. I can calm down a little. I had to really be on edge and, uh, and, um, you know, overly concise and, and to really kind of, I was, I was actually speaking, um, you know, had to word it, um, very kindly because I was on, uh, I was on a getting interview on a radio show here that was for Portland and it was talking to, to liberals. And so that got me kind of, uh, you know, knee jerk reaction to getting a little, um, agitated when I'm on on air or you know talking to to somebody in an interview setting. So right. I'll calm down a little, realizing I'm talking to friends here, whereas before you know I'm just a stone's throw from Portland. Uh -huh. So um, you know there's a lot of hostility, like uh, like I was talking about and arguing earlier today. So getting back on on track here. Uh, sorry, you got to bear with me, guys. I've had a long day, but um you know the the list there's a laundry list of violations and they're all hidden in this this 30 page i mean some are blatant and some aren't hidden there it was deliberately worded to sound really nice and sugar coated and a pretty you know red little bow for christmas um on it for liberals that read it that don't know anything about firearms and anybody that knew anything about firearms um would either outright reject it and say oh oh heck no or 
really i think they i think they made it 30 pages so people wouldn't go and read it right i mean that's we've seen that before we've seen that with obamacare being over 27 2900 pages back in 09 uh -hmm. we've seen that with so many other things the the fix nicks gun control bill that uh trump signed into law was crammed in the la- at the last minute into this m- massively egregious omnibus spending bill. And, you know, it's, it, it, of course things like this happen. And, of course, they're going to use, they're going to make it as long and as convoluted as humanly possible so that it's practically impossible to even read. So, of course, I'm, I'm sure there's no doubt in my mind that, uh, that they did that intentionally. Yep, and, you know, it, the... You realize how, I mean, um, I mean, I dislike them. I strongly dislike them, and that's the most sugar-coated that I can say that statement. The people that on the left that are proponents of this, um, it was worded for them to defend. And what I mean by that is every little, you know, argument point that's quick and easy to make, you know, oh, but where does it state in there that it actually takes any guns? Well, it doesn't take any away anybody's guns. It just makes it illegal to purchase anymore or to have any in your house. So without now you've got a um, this is the part that the sheriffs don't want to enforce. So, so to add to the list is that you've now have to own mandatory, like required by law, own a gun safe and a trigger lock. And if you don't have one in your house, you essentially are a criminal. But, you know, and then there's all sorts of little little technicalities and little you know lawyer worded speak in it um most of it is geared towards if someone that's a prohibited person meaning a felon a child a criminal gets a hold of your weapon you're now felony liable for whatever they do with it right Uh, yeah so you know that let's say you can accept that it's not any one thing on the bill that's terrible infringement it's it's the whole thing and i don't know if if anyone's ever tried to, to buy a handgun, really any gun anymore, it got even worse. Now they're, they're going to try and probing, asking for your sign-in information and password to your social media in New York to, to obtain a yeah, gun. Yeah, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That, that, I, that is absolutely crazy that they're even considering that. I mean, we essentially have no privacy anymore. If you want to yeah. exercise a natural right uh, to defend yourself to possess the tools necessary to adequately defend yourself against any threat you perceive uh you have no privacy whatsoever because that keeps us safe apparently Uh, i want to shift gears here and let's talk about the history of this bill obviously it is is an egregious initiative it was vote it was a ballot measure that was approved by voters uh on election day uh but there were some sleazy things that happened to even get this on the ballot. What were some of those? Oh, it, oh, the one of the worst ones. I mean, not the last, but uh, was how it even got on the ballot is the most deceptively fraudulent thing you've probably heard of in the last several years as far as how to get an initiative on a ballot. I mean, it was as dirty and deceptive as it gets. And, you know, I personally saw this happening. I even I raised an eyebrow and I made the joke when I walked past them at the store getting these petitions. I was like, oh, how much you want to bet? I looked over to my to my wife and I said, how much you want to bet that there's like a hidden gun rights thing in there? And and she, she, you know, she laughed and come and find out 15 minutes later, we found out that's exactly what was going on. And they stood in front of every Walmart in the state to to the I mean, you know, maybe they uh, to the best of my knowledge, it really was every single Walmart. They targeted Walmarts. They went, they set up their little booth, they asked for their permission to stand in front, but it was presented as a food tax 
excuse me, um, you know, it, would you like to sign a petition that, that eliminates food tax? You know, do you want to, uh, you want less tax on your food? The government's trying to tax your food. Just sign here. And they send you two papers, one that was on a food tax, which, to be honest, wasn't just about food tax. It was a syntax on on soda, which that one went down. Go figure. But uh, the that, that made it to ballot, too. But then they'd hand you another paper, not say anything about it. They were caught on tape doing this. This is how they won the first court battle. So the NRA, the Second Amendment Foundation needs some recognition here. I hadn't heard of them before this, but they spearheaded the lawsuit and they spearheaded the no on 1639 and they deserve a lot of credit. Then later they were backed by the NRA too. So, you know, while it doesn't, you know, um, the NRA has its flaws, they're, they're doing the right thing in this situation. They're backing the Second Amendment Foundation. Um, I think the Gun Owners Association of America, I think, is in on this too. A lot of people are fighting it, and the first lawsuit was the Second Amendment Foundation and the NRA took them to court because some good patriots, some some gun owners, gun supporters, said, you know, what's this? This this isn't talking about food uh, food tax. This is talking about gun control, and they 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 played dumb and they lied and they caught them on tape. So they were caught on tape, you know, fraudulently presenting these petitions as a food tax petition. When in reality it wasn't, that should be in enough in itself, and it was. And I believe they took it to, uh, I could be wrong in the county, but I, the details are 100% correct. I think it was Thurston County, and it went to court, and it was shot down, and it was removed from the ballot. Um, like, just a matter of days afterwards, you know, what by what I'm just going to assume was probably a liberal judge in, I believe, King County or Snohomish, um, one of the, the neighboring counties, or um, it could have been the, the state court, I'm not sure. Um, another judge um, kind of pulled a little dirty maneuver of law uh, at a higher court, and he put it back on the ballot. He said that on the grounds that once it's made into to a petition, it's not, it's no longer the issue of that court to dictate whether or not it was lawful, even though it was as dirty as it was. It was just a dirty trick. And um, there was uh, some credit goes to uh, Kim Wyman, and I could be wrong. I'm sorry, I should have checked. Uh, I wish I could remember. There's a lot of state representatives that are doing the right thing, and I have trouble keeping a track of their titles. But uh, Kim Wyman, W-Y-M-A-N, deserves a lot of credit because even though half of her voters are leftists, um, she tried to fight this, and she even said she would happily fight it, but that her, her uh, position, she literally doesn't have the authority but she did kind of give an instruction manual to people that were against it to say, look, here are the people you can talk to. And if it comes to my desk and I have authority to fight it, the way they brought these petitions and brought it to ballot is wrong. It's, it, it's fraudulent. It was a lie. It was a, it was a deceptive maneuver and it shouldn't be on the ballot. All these things were said. The first court case got it shot down. It, it looked like it was off the ballot. Everybody breathed a sigh of relief. Several days later, right before the election, we're talking like coming up right up on to November 1st, it got put back on the ballot last minute by a, by a higher court. So when it went back on the ballot, um, it was too late to have it brought down. The NRA instantly filed another lawsuit, but it wasn't brought to court until after the election. Now, here's the numbers. 1.2 million people voted against it. Every single person, pretty much, in all the rural communities and counties in Washington state. Big surprise where we heard this before. Um, all of the urban centers, the, the population centers, Seattle and King County, almost exclusively, you know, the, the liberal uh, forts, the liberal, liberal strongholds, they um, came up with 1.8 million for it. And a lot of that was because of the way that it was worded on the ballot. Part of the lawsuit by the NRA is saying that it 
saying that it was deceptive is not only on the grounds that the petition was gained fraudulently with lies that were caught on video, but the, the short description on the voting ballot was deceptive. And it was because even a gun supporter might re read that and say, you know what? No, that sounds like common sense because all, but it wasn't because all that it was on there on the, on the description was something to the effect of, don't quote me on it, but um, something to the effect of a uh, gun, gun initiative to, uh, to make uh, safe storage of, of uh, firearms, a mandatory requirement. That, that's all that was worded. That's it. It didn't say anything about getting triple signatures from your sheriff office. It didn't say anything about a more 10-day wait period. Actually, it might have it mentioned that, but it didn't mention anything about the violation of HIPAA rights. It didn't mention hardly anything about the more you know, heinous violations and infringements. So all this kind of came to play. It, it got to ballot, and it was 40-60 you know, in favor of it passing. And then everybody gets mad, which is you know, I'll, I'll give you a chance. I, I don't want to hog the floor here, but um, I'll give you a chance to reply to that. But um, which will bring me to my next statement, which is kind of, you know, we as gun supporters have got to start sticking together better, to be honest. Oh, but, I know. absolutely agree. So um, I, I don't know if you've if you've actually listened to our podcast or, uh, before this, uh, but, you know, I've I've tried to have dialogues with people. And even though you know, our organization is a, you know, we're firmly rooted in the fact that the, the right to bear arms is a natural right. It doesn't matter what the Second Amendment says. It is a natural right. And every gun control law, in our view, is a violation of natural right. Even though we d deeply believe that, we have, I have been trying to get people to talk to both gun control advocates and even those who would consider themselves pro-gun, uh, but... Uh, do support certain gun control measures like background checks, even though I myself view that as, as a gross infringement on not only your uh, natural right to bear arms, but also your natural right to privacy, as well as the fact that you shouldn't have to go begging the government for help, or sorry, go begging the government for permission to exercise a natural right. Uh, exactly. But even still, there are many allies there for the most part that we can bring over to our side and, and, and find unity in certain areas. Of course, a lot of people might think me hypocritical to, for saying that because I've railed against the NRA constantly on this show, but that's because of their uh, constant lack of drive at the federal level and even here in Texas. Because but, they bargain. Yeah, right. I understand where you're coming from there. Yeah, you right. know. But, you know, even... I mean, props to the NRA because they actually uh, they actually joined the Second Amendment Foundation in this lawsuit and filed a countersuit after it was put back on the ballot at the very last minute. And I'm sure that they're actually going to continue to fight it. So, you know, good on the NRA for that. Uh, you know, credit where it's due for sure. I just wish that, you know, they would be more consistent across the nation and, and here in Texas. But we don't need to get into all that. Uh, well, you know, I mean, if you want to, I've actually, I'd, I'd like to, it's up to you. Um, <laughs> I, well, I just, I would like to, you know, I mean, uh, to just, just to clarify positions of each side, you know, you're right that when, and, and people that are angry at the NRA are right that occasionally they have bargained and that they have not stood, you know, solid, like a monolith against some of the infringement. Um, and then on the same side, you know, I would just say if I were to play devil's, devil's advocate is don't look at them as the end all be all, but as kind of, uh, I mean, let's put it into a, to a, a gun or, or self-defense metaphor. They're kind of like 
your body armor. They're like your vest. It doesn't cover your whole body, but it's going to cover most of your vitals. And that's how I think of the NRA. They can't be counted on for every extremity. They they won't always stick up. For example, they didn't stick up for bump stocks. But they hear, like, for example, when it comes to handguns and basic, what we would consider the most basic firearms rights, they're always there. Like, they're, they're, they're there in force. They have the bulk of the... The, not only the, the legislative power and the connections, but the bulk of the money to back it up, which is you know obviously really important in today's like lobbyist politics. And then from there, you know your protection for what you would say metaphorically are the body's extremities after this body armor you're wearing of the NRA would be the Second Amendment Foundation, which has a zero infringement policy to the best of my knowledge. I don't know enough of about them. I'm going to learn more about them, probably join. Um, and then you've got Gun, Gun Owners Association of America, both of which cover a more solid full coverage of gun rights and would be, you know, less likely to bargain or allow any infringement, but also are smaller and can't cover the same amount of ground and vital places that the NRA can. I mean, that's my own opinion. And I'm not trying to argue with anybody. I'm not trying to argue with you or anyone. I'm just saying what I see online and I'm afraid of is don't let them divide us as gun supporters. If you can look across the aisle at someone that says, Hey, you know, I hate the, you know, I hate the NRA because they bargained. And so I don't want to support them. That's not a, that's probably not a great idea because that's a, that's going to fall right into the hands of the left for divide and conquer. If we don't all kind of support and look at each other as uh, people on the same side that might have some minor disagreements, the NRA might not support bump stocks, but they're always going to support handgun ownership. So just kind of take them for what they are. That's actually a very good analogy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you, you have a very elegant way of putting things and a very uh, simple way, which is, which is great because uh, it resonates. And you're, you're right. The, the NRA has, has been awful whenever it comes to things that uh, mo- all of their compromises, which if you think about it, all of their compromises, save for... Uh, the Undetectable Firearms Act and the um, uh, the Brady Bill have been in relation to everything at long arms and more specifically specialized long arms, if if that makes sense. The the assault weapons, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but whenever it comes to uh, handguns, you're right. They, I don't I don't see the NRA ever uh, caving on on that. But, you know, given their history, I'm not going to just take their word for it. I'd have to see something like a lawsuit filed, which, you know, initiative 1639 definitely gives a little bit of credence to that. But, uh, anyway, I, I kind of digress. So where does this stand? First of all, I, I kind of want to, I want to know what made this a ballot initiative and not a, a law. So the Washington legislature didn't ever pass anything. This was just somebody put something on a petition and that's how it became is that does Washington State legislate like that or, or you what? Know, I don't know the I don't know the finer workings of how the legislative like uh, branch for the state here in particular works, but I just know that this was kind of thrown in uh, very um, uh, sloppily. It was it was really hodgepodge. Um, I mean, I I both uh, jokingly and seriously when I'm arguing with with like uh, leftists online or something say uh, versus uh talking to a, a gun supporter um say that it looks like they all it almost looks like they copy pasted like new york's laws 
uh, and wrote in the different RCW uh, uh, law numbers and, and changed a couple of words here and there and didn't even do a very good job. It's full of, I mean, it's full of grammatical errors. I mean, it's got like crossed out stuff. It looks like a, like a third grade paper that by some kid that could, didn't understand grammar that's been marked off and graded badly. Like, I mean, that's really what it looks like because that's what it is. I mean, it looks like they just took a few paragraphs Somebody that just, you know, this is, I mean, this is what it is. It's somebody from their organization just kind of hodgepodge threw together this initiative, said, let's throw it on a petition. And they had a lot of money to work with. They spent tenfold what the people that were against it spent. And wow. the people that were against it spent, I think, like, uh, they spent uh, just a little over $600,000, um, 100000 of it out of their own organization's pocket. Uh, uh, 500 some odd was raised, 600 and some odd was spent. So, I mean, the other 100 had to come from somewhere. And um, so, I mean, you're looking at millions of dollars they spent to get this put on the ballot, and it went from initiative uh, to shot down to put back on the ballot, and now it's going to go into law in January. Uh, see, it's so badly word worded that even the people that are trying to put it into law don't know how, because it conflicts directly with not only the federal Second Amendment, but Washington has its own kind of version of the Second Amendment. It ha that's what's great. I used to love Washington's gun rights. Because um, it's got a very well-worded, almost uh, more detailed version of the federal state of it, uh, Second Amendment, um, which is good. Uh, I mean, it, it, it explicitly and specifically says um, more specifically and in more detail what the Second Amendment says about self-defense and about non-infringement and a number of other things. And this directly competes with it, and it even competes and conflicts with existing gun control in the state. It's just a mess. I mean, I mean, that's the best way to describe it is a mess that somehow squeaked through. So um, for, for, for those curious, I pulled up uh, Washington's Constitution and about their uh, section that talks about the right to bear arms. And uh, here's what Washington's Constitution says. The right of the individual citizen to bear arms in defense of himself or the state shall not be impaired, but nothing in this section shall be, shall be construed as authorizing individuals or corporations to organize, maintain, or employ an armed body of men. So that's actually, nothing shall be construed as authorizing organizations to basically form a militia, but it's it says it doesn't prohibit that either. So it's actually a pretty well worded uh, section in the constitution. I'm actually kind of surprised to be honest. Yeah. You know, a lot, and a lot of people are, especially if you're from like a, a Southern red state um, and, and, you know, and you think Washington, you think it, it's kind of funny, you know, if you're, it, you know, for those of you that are, you know, listening in Texas, um, Washington, actually the majority of Washington is very kind of Texas, Texas-like in in its mentality. A lot of it's red. I mean, I mean, very red, like blood red, and and uh, it's just Seattle is the liberal stronghold. But when people think of Washington, they think of a place that's almost as they think of Seattle. Essentially, they think of a place that's as blue as California. Right, and that's and just not that, the case. And that happens, uh, and actually, a lot of places, Illinois, New York. Uh, upstate New York is actually very bright red, and they are just controlled entirely. Uh, by New York City, and whenever yep. it comes to Illinois, the entire state is uh, good, red-blooded American farmers, uh, and they are entirely <laughs> controlled by the you know, People's Republic of Chicago. So, I mean, I understand. I mean, it, it it's it's a travesty, but you know, then again, on a kind of sidebar, that's why we don't, or that's why we have the Electoral College. So, 
<laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Um, you know, uh, I mean, uh, well, that's a that's a whole other conversation. It's the same. I'm arguing that online too. You know, about uh, coming up with some uh, expanded concept of of electoral college towards state votes, where um, uh, you could avoid you know these these incredibly dense cities just governing you know whole huge large states, but that's a conversation probably for another segment, but, right, but, right. uh, but, uh, you know, just to, to, to kind of wrap up what we've covered so far, I mean, so there, you know, to give you an idea, I I've been on all day today. I mean, I've spent whole days. I'm probably coming up on a week or over a week, maybe week and a half. Um, I mean, week and a half of time put in, and we were talking like full, full all day work week, 16 hours trying to be, you know, to speak against this before the election to speak, for how to repeal this um, uh, for all that length of time and to poke all the holes in it. And for the record, there's a lot of ways that this could get repealed. I mean, a lot of ways. It's got so much wrong with it that if gun owners and gun supporters would just kind of come out, I mean, you don't even need to come out in force. They don't even need to march in the streets. They just need to voice their opinion to whatever their medium of choice is. If, if they're active on social media, great. Um, but if not, you know, if maybe you're, you're a senior or you're, you're, uh, you live out in the woods and you're not, you know, keen on social media, write your local representatives and take action and just show some state representative support. They will strike this down. It's like, it's like teetering under its own clumsily written weight. Um, but you know, and that's going to lead me into the, um, uh, uh, what I was going to say for this, the second point that I was going to make is kind of there's a failure of action on behalf of gun supporters that needs to be addressed. That's not like before I called you uh, today when I was talking to you earlier, um, I was thinking, well, I'm just going to present the nature of the of how it was brought. This 1639 was brought up fraudulently. I'm going to warn other states that this can and will happen to you. We all need to come together across state lines. The petition that I'm going to post that I've been posting all day today is federal. It's to the White House. It's a direct request to President Trump to investigate the unconstitutional, uh, unconstitutional nature of this initiative and to add pressure. And anyone from any state can sign it. And it's really important that we start looking beyond our own state to support each other in other states. You know, think of, you know, I personally, I have friends and family all over the country. Most people do. And I have friends in all spectrums of gun control and gun freedom in from New York to Texas, to Georgia, to Kentucky, to Oklahoma, to California, to Utah. And they all have varying degrees and they all agree on gun support. They all agree on no infringement. But they don't work together. And, and, you know, I was going to go into this a little later, but we might as well just jump in now. I've, after, after I talked to you today, the, I was just going to present the nature of 1639, present the petition. And I think from my own perspective, it's like, because when I see something from Texas, which I actually do a lot, especially, you know, in no small part from being subscribed to, to your page, to Lone Star Gun Rights, and I see a petition I can sign that I don't need to be a Texas, Texas resident for, I jump right on board and sign it. And yeah. that's what we need from other states, because what they're going to do is every state that falls is like a domino. And if Washington, which, you know, it might come as a surprise to a lot of southern states, um, southern citizens, was a very pro-gun state. Even the Democrats here were very pro-gun. I mean, surprisingly pro-gun state. When this domino falls, Guess who they're going to come for next? And like you stated at the beginning, 
um, you know, Texas used to be a Republican stronghold. And now look at the almost 50-50 ratio. I mean, they barely made the Republican win. Yeah. Barely. Um, now, this petition that he's talking about, I've posted it up on our uh, on our uh, Facebook page as well as our Twitter. So go check this out. Uh, it is a White House petition. It needs 100,000 signatures. Currently, we're about halfway there. Uh, this was halfway there before uh, James even sent it to us. So uh, it doesn't take much more to get this. Once it hits 100,000, it requires an answer from the White House. And it does, it's not a guarantee that anything is going to change for them, but it is another tool in the toolbox that we need to utilize. So uh, it's all. I'm also going to link it in the show notes. So open up your podcast app. Scroll down to show notes and you can find the White House petition there. Sign it, share it, post it everywhere because it's it's just one other tool to fight this atrocity. And, you know, no matter where you're listening, if you're in Texas, if you're outside of Texas, if you're in California or if you're in Oklahoma, it doesn't matter. Things like this can happen no matter which state you live in. Uh, this organization that funded this, uh, you, you, you've brought them up uh, you said that they're federal, but what organization was it that, that backed this whole thing? You know, I've got that stored on my phone, but I'm talking on it, so I can't bring it up. But it's a, a larger one that's responsible for this all over the country. And they, they just kind of, they, they, they poke and prod at weak, at weak points, and, you know, they found one. And, you know, you see this all over the country, and you see after the last, this very last 2018 election, Democrats have openly stated that their next agenda to get their little pandering votes is going to be gun control. So they're coming for you. And, you know, and a lot of people think, oh, you know, the, the fear monger routine. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, you, you don't need to look far to see that that's what they're coming at next. It's getting stricter and stricter. And I, I cannot, this this is the point that I've really got to stress, like, really hard. It's It's got two subjects to it. The first one is, is that I, I was shocked. Today, I was, you know, like I said, I was arguing all day. Um, you know, against this and trying to get this petition shared. And I thought in my mind that when I posted it to, I mean, we're talking local groups here that are, that are angry. They're, they're, they're gun supporters, they're gun supporter groups and they're local and they're very mad about 1639. And when I present the solutions, I say, here is the list. I've got, I've got, you know, all these, these lists copy, uh, you know, ready to be paste, copied and pasted. I've made it easy for them. All they got to do is click, click, boom, signed. And I can't believe it that, you know, we as gun supporters, we're, we're quick to say things and, you know, we're, we're a tough crowd. We're big into self-defense, but I got to say, we've got to start reflecting on ourselves and realize that when it comes to fighting back with words or on social media in particular, we are really dropping the ball, like really bad. And I, and I don't want to say bad things about our own group, but we need to wake up. We are failing to defend ourselves where it counts, because all I saw today was a bunch of stuff that sounds real great. like and it, Make those people feel better and they'll say you know it's it's the same old thing you know in quotes you know you can take it from my when you pry it from my cold dead fingers but when i show them the path that they can go to to get presidential white house pressure against this bill do you know how many people shared it like out of six hours of promoting it across i, I think seven or eight different groups that have you know upwards of you know fifty thousand members each minimal like four, four people i've got like four shares on that thing why yeah. Why are so many people angry, but they're unwilling to go click, click, boom? I mean, they can't be concerned about anything to do with their email. It's going to the White House government site. They're not going to get junk mail. Right. Now, they're, I... they're, not, 
they're not stepping up. I absolutely agree. And, you know, this goes on all accounts, whether it's, you know, showing up to Austin to testify for constitutional carry, for signing uh, petitions, for sharing petitions, uh, even just showing up to rallies and events. All of these things are absolutely necessary to fight this sort of of atrocities that happen all over the country. Because, you know, what's going to happen? If you, if you just think about this, there's a gun rights rally and you get, you know, uh, I don't know, 50, 60, maybe 75 people showing up, and then at a gun control rally, they have several thousand. That's yeah. going to send the optics that the vast majority of Americans support gun control. And whenever it comes to something as simple as filling out your email address on a petition and clicking the share button, that right there has such a profound impact, especially whenever you consider the amount of effort that goes into doing that. We all need to really rally together. We need to take care of our own. And, you know, uh, James, I'm so glad that you sent this our way and, and gave us a lot of insight on this. You said that you had uh, spent, I don't know, six, seven hours today just promoting this petition and trying to educate people on this initiative. Uh, are, you, are you affiliated with any gun organization in Washington at all? Um, loosely. I mean, there's a few, uh, local gun support, um, Facebook pages and I, um, I'm trying to get in touch with uh, a lot of other ones. And, you know, actually what I'm trying to do is kind of, uh, take a new approach and, you know, you guys can adopt this. Uh, I'm still trying this out. It's an experiment, but, um, uh, I'm trying to promote it from a, a position of advertising for more gun ownership by promoting promoting gun ownership, promoting gun purchase. And what I mean by that is taking, we all know, I mean, capitalism beat, beat, it won the Cold War. And I think that maybe the right, instead of trying to play the left's game by its rules, should play the game that it's good at, which is working hard and making money and having good values and having a strong family. And, you know, that's a conversation for another time about, you know, family values and general values, but just think right right uh, Republican or conservative value systems that we all, for the most part, have those basic things. I think those same things applied to certain aspects of politics will be equally effective. Um, but that being said, there is one thing I think we got to build on. And, you know, I was talking all day and arguing all day with, you know, arguing with the leftists and talking to fellow gun supporters and patriots. And I've, I've noticed this huge problem that we have and that it's that for all the negative stuff you can say about the left for as bad as they can be and you know um as 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 much as i want to be honest about how i feel about that we can't because it would just be too too vulgar but um the the things that i really want to say about them but we all know um how hard it is to talk to the left and the negative things and the attacks on our rights that they're you know, but they're they're really skilled at this. They're really, really good at social media. They're really, really good. And the right is not stepping up. I was on all day today trying to promote this petition. And while I see all sorts of support from gun supporters verbally and in text, you know, on, on social media, it hardly anybody signed or or shared the petition. Yeah. And I've, I've really got to stress to, to, you know, I'm talking to you guys like my friends, to my fellow patriots and 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 gun owners, we've got to start working together. 
together across the states because they're they they work well for as much as you want to talk talk bad about about the left and i'm with you there you can't deny that they're incredibly good and gifted at at getting what they're trying to get done done and they use social media as their main tool they use the regular mainstream media as their other tool they have the support of five of the six big media companies and all we have is ourselves and right if now, we they, don't come to oh go ahead no i'm i'm sorry but uh, you're you're absolutely right the left is absolutely amazing whenever it comes to messaging organizing and getting people informed on their uh, on whatever platform they're trying to push they are amazing at it and a lot of it has to has to do with the fact that you know uh, facebook is owned by a leftist all of your mainstream media outlets are owned by leftists uh, and yeah, we have a, an uphill battle to fight, but you're absolutely correct. We need to push things as hard and as fast and as vigorously as we can. And yeah, you know, man, I am with you. Uh, I've signed the petition and everybody else, if you are listening to my voice, you need to go and click uh, on this White House petition that we have linked on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page. Go and click it, sign it. And at least you know, give the state of Washington a, you know, a helping hand because they they kind of got uh, roughed up a bit. I mean, we got roughed up here in Texas, but they got roughed up a little bit worse uh, with this grotesque infringement. Uh, you know, James, I really appreciate all of your time, all of your hard work, everything that you've been doing regarding this initiative. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to say to anybody? Um, I just want to stress, you know, uh, just a reiteration of what I was saying and, um, you know, pointing out what you said earlier, um, you know, just just the one strategy of the left we need to pick up, and that is being aggress socially aggressive. You've you know, I've seen time and time again that that the left is outspoken. They go on social media, they post, they post, they post, they comment, they comment, they comment. How many of us have gotten in arguments with, you know, ignorant, uh, ignorant? Yes. But but aggressive and persistent uh, SJWs, social justice warriors, and you get into these arguments and how you know and, and to the, to our credit, you're seeing a lot more conservatives and and Republicans and and gun supporters coming out and talking um, for gun support. But we need more because right now, like you just said, we're fighting an uphill battle with Facebook and Twitter and the big tech giants and definitely the mainstream media um, already. They already try to dampen what you have to say. And we've got to start being more, um, you know, I, I don't want to use the word militant, but we, we you know, passionate. much more passionate. yeah, passionate about defending our rights. Because, you know, again and again and again, I saw, you know, they're not coming for my guns. They can have it when they pry it from my cold, dead fingers. You know, let them try confiscation. And I've got to warn you guys, they're not going to do it all at once. They're not going to have a bunch of goons coming door to door yet. They're going to do it by making it incrementally more and more difficult to get firearms, harder to purchase, harder to get ammunition, harder to get past all the hoops, harder to get past the licensing, until eventually there's so few of us that we're persistent enough to make ourselves legally able to own guns that we don't have a voice anymore. And you, you know, we're not there yet, but we need to be more aggressive, especially on social media, but not limited to. If you're not social media savvy, then fine, then you know, pick up a pen and paper and write your local representatives. For those of, of anyone that's listening in Washington that is a resident, you know, if you're not a resident, you can sign the White House petition. That's federal. That goes straight to the to President Trump. But 
if you are in Washington, there are a bunch, there is a big handful of of good state representatives, good politicians doing what politicians really should do, but seldom do, trying to stop this initiative and have it repealed. But they need to know that they have voter support and they need to see these letters from people saying, hey, look, I don't like this initiative. I will support you. I will vote for you next term. I'm angry at, at 16. This is unconstitutional. Take this down. This is how they got this illegally. And you know, we've got to really get out and act today again and again and again. I use that word act. I was like, you've got to not just complain and make a comment. You've got to take action. Now, whatever that action is, that's whatever you're good at. If you're good at, uh, at, at posting comments and posting links and stuff like you and I are, then great. Do that. If you're not, then go and get on your email or sign a petition or send something to your state rep. But whatever you do, don't make the mistake of thinking that saying things and complaining online is equivalent to changing anything. You've got to get out and take action against this. If, and the, the, the way that I put it, the metaphor I put it into, is there is not a gun owner in the nation that would allow somebody to physically walk in their house and take their firearms. That you, We all know what would happen to somebody that did that. But right now, the gun support community is rolling over and letting people do it with a pen and paper. And they're not reacting. They're not doing anything. Amen, you've man. You've got to do something. So, I, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit long-winded, <laughs> but thanks for having me. <laughs> it's okay, Bye. my friend. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you t- sharing your insight and sharing your activism. Um, you know, if if there's anything ever that Lone Star Gun Rights can, can do to help out, please, by all means, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I certainly hope that you being here uh, helps things along. And uh, I hope that... I hope that this initiative can get struck down soon before it actually has any detrimental effects. So uh, we've got a good chance, brother. We got a good chance. It's you know it's got a lot of holes in it. So, yeah. Um, well, thanks again for coming on, man. And uh, like I said, if you need anything, let me know. Okay. Yeah, you bet. All right, guys. There you have it. Again, please go and check the show notes and uh, be sure to sign and share that White House petition that we have linked up. Uh, Anyway, that's going to do it for me this week. Until next Monday, Lone Star Gunners, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo. Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Hosted and edited by Derek Wills. Copyright. Lone Star Gun Rights 2018.